It's not fair, is it? From a purely human perspective, the people who worked a full day in the hot sun were treated unfairly by this landowner who gave the very same pay to the people he hired at five o'clock in the afternoon who ended up working for one single hour. But of course, my brothers and sisters, we can never look at this or any other parable of Jesus from a purely human perspective. Although, I dare say, even on that level, it's a great story, is it not? Because it reminds us of a very simple but important truth. Life is not fair. Suppose most of you have learned that by now. Life is not fair. Hard-working people sometimes suffer and experience great hardships, whereas lazy people sometimes prosper and have it relatively easy. But the primary point of this parable is not about the fairness or unfairness of life. The primary point concerns the generosity of God who makes heaven possible to Gentiles like us. And he makes heaven possible even to those, Jew and Gentile alike, who come to him in repentance at the very end of their time on this earth, at the five o'clock hour, so to speak. This means that, in a certain sense, we Gentiles are like those five o'clock workers, the Hebrews, the Jews, on the other hand, are like the workers hired at the beginning of the day. Remember, the Hebrews were called by God centuries before we Gentiles were. But now we are also called. Consequently, we have just as much right as they do to become members of God's family, the Church, and we have an equal possibility of attaining eternal salvation in and through Jesus Christ. Now that you realize that those five o'clock workers symbolize people like us, I'll bet the landowner doesn't seem so unfair anymore, does he? It's true, as the parable says, he was and he is very generous. You could say that this parable is ultimately about equality. It teaches us that God loves all people, Jew and Gentile alike, equally. It teaches us that we all have an equal dignity before God as human beings created in His image and likeness. It teaches us that we all have an equal opportunity to go to heaven by the grace of Jesus Christ, even if our conversion happens at the final moment of our life. It also teaches us that we have an equal obligation, all of us do, to give God our complete obedience, our complete service in this life. It's not just for priests, deacons, and bishops, and religious sisters and brothers. It's for everybody. We are all called to be workers in the Lord's vineyard. What this parable does not teach, however, is that everything else in life is supposed to be equal. And that's good because it never will be.
I mention this today because there are some who believe that this gospel teaches that everyone on earth is supposed to have the same amount of everything, including money and material possessions. But that's not true. That's not what this parable teaches. That's a misinterpretation of the text. Yes, the catechism, based on the teaching of Jesus, does condemn materialism and greed and what it calls, quote-unquote, excessive economic and social disparity between individuals and peoples. But this does not mean that it's the will of God that those who have a lot should be taxed or robbed into poverty. That is not a Christian teaching may be a teaching of socialism, but it's not a teaching of Catholic Christianity. I recently came across a great writing of St. Maximilian Kolbe on this very subject. In fact, it's in today's Magnificat prayer book. If you have that book of prayers and daily meditations, this is today's meditation, at least part of it. Listen now to his words. They're very powerful, and he's right on. And what's interesting about St. Maximilian, who wrote this, he wrote this as a poor Franciscan priest, not as a rich person. He said, let us imagine that one day all the inhabitants of the world would assemble and put into effect this sharing of all goods. And that, in fact, each person, granted that the world is very big, received an exactly equal portion of the wealth existing on earth. Then what? That very evening, one might say, Today I work very hard. Now I am going to take rest. Another might state, I understand this sharing of goods well, so let's drink and celebrate such an extraordinary happening. On the other hand, another might say, Now I am going to set to work with a will so as to reap the greatest benefit I can from what I have received. And so, St. Maximilian says, starting on the very next day, the first man would have only the amount given him, the second would have less, and the third would have increased his. Then what do we do? Start redistributing the wealth all over again? Even if everybody began to work right away with all his might and at the same time, the results would not be identical for all. There are, in fact, different kinds of work which are unequally productive, nor do all workers enjoy the same identical capacities. This leads to a diversity of results achieved and consequently to differences in people's profits. St. Maximilian Kolbe was right. Here on earth, not everyone will be equal in every way. Which is interesting because that's also the way it will be in heaven. Did you realize that? Yes, everyone has the potential to go to heaven even if they're not Jewish, and even if they come to Jesus in repentance on their deathbeds at the five o'clock hour of their lives, so to speak. We learn that, as I said earlier, in this parable. But this does not mean that everyone's experience of God in heaven will be exactly the same. 
In heaven, not everyone will be equal in that sense. How do we know this, Father Ray? We know it because of what Jesus said. Remember, he often spoke about the least and the greatest in his Father's kingdom. Those two terms, least and greatest, imply a difference in people's status and in their experience. The key here, as usual, is holiness. The holier a person is when he leaves this life, the greater his capacity will be to experience God in heaven. Which is why it is not good to wait until your deathbed to repent. It is not good to wait until the five o'clock hour. May this be all the motivation that we need to work for holiness in our lives every day, to pray often, to get to Mass at least weekly, to get to confession regularly, to forgive everybody in our lives, and to be charitable to the poor and to the needy according to the means that God has given us.